Hey girl, welcome to the Get Your Guide Coaching Podcast. My name is Anwar White, but you can just call me your own personal dating and relationship coach. Each week, you'll hear actionable advice, tips, and strategies that you can implement in your own love life. I'm talking about healing your heart, dating effectively, and understanding men so that you can, you guessed it, get your guy. Are you ready to level up your love life? All right, let's go. I never felt the way I do. Hello, my loves, and thank you so much for joining the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. I have something to tell you. I have someone here who is going to blow your mind. Um, So obviously, the title of this podcast is What is Your Money Relationship Status? But I have someone who is one of a kind. There is no one out there that does what she does. Her name is Wendy Pettis, and she is the Date Your Money Coach. She is a money and dating coach, and she will tell you all of it, but it's like the same thing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But Wendy Girl, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk about this and to hang with you again. Girl, yes. girl, yes, yes. We were in Vegas cutting it up not too cutting long ago. Yes, yes, acting a fool and, and all of it. All of that. But girl, tell these people what you do and why you're so amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I am an MBA. I'm a psychologist and I'm a sex educator. And I know, I know, I know, I know that when you handle your, the way you handle your money is the way you handle your dating life. I know it. Absolutely. And so that's how this came about because we started talking about it and we were like, we do the same things for people. We try and help people to manage their, their lives in a way that really suits them. And part of it is about your money. Yeah, definitely. Now, why is this so important to you? Ooh. <laughs> so um, one thing you'll learn about me is I have no shame and no guilt and I don't allow it in other people either. We, we have to give ourselves a little grace. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell, tell the truth. Okay. Please do. <laughs> so I filed bankruptcy. I filed bankruptcy. You know, I worked on Wall Street. I made a whole bunch of bunch of money. And then I um, worked for an, an airline and didn't make a whole bunch of money. So worked on Wall Street, couldn't be myself but made a lot of money, worked on, uh, worked for an airline and was absolutely being myself, but wasn't making any money. And I was sick throughout the whole time. Mm. I wound up having to file bankruptcy for $310,000 worth of debt. Oh, wow. And it was shameful. Yeah. It was difficult. It was painful. And I just said, I'm never going to be in this situation again. Yeah. Okay. Now, what got me out of that situation was remembering my early training. Way before I got my MBA, I had been uh-huh. trained as a sex educator. Girl, and say I, more. Woo! I was going out to communities of color in the height of HIV and AIDS time. When uh-huh. it first came out, I was going out to communities of color and talking to women about how to get their men to use condoms. I was the condom negotiator. Girl, yes, girl. <laughs> And I was trained and I was in my stupid twenties at the time. And I had my little flip chart and I was trained and I could, I could just see myself with my little skirt and my little flip chart and my markers and stuff. And I was Uh going to go and tell these women. And these women were like, honey, honey, let me just tell you something. We appreciate you coming out here and talking to us and trying to save our lives. And and we hear you, but we are not having sex with our men. This is 
you know, gets into what you do too. Yeah. We're not having sex with our men be out of pleasure and out of all this, you know, like we, we find joy in this. This is kind of transactional, you know, obligational. Like, yes. Obligation mm-hmm. and transactions. We, we feel like we have to in order yeah. for him to do something else, or we feel like let's do this so that we can get him to do something else. It right. was not about pleasure. And so I started I, I was shocked, first of all, you know, because in my stupid 20s, I thought I was doing and I use that facetiously, but I was really in my stupid 20s, you know, like everybody 20 is not stupid, but I was okay. okay. So no offense to anybody in their 20s who, who thinks they know it all too, you know, right. so I'm just exactly. saying, I see you and I'm, right. that was me. Yes. You know? But anyway, I, I began to dive into this notion of pleasure and how it can affect our psyche. And I saw the sadness in a lot of these women's eyes. I saw yeah. this, the, the, it, it just broke my heart. So I was on this quest to figure out, you know, how do we connect pleasure, which I know can fill us up and give us confidence and make us yeah. feel good. And we can make better choices and choices that serve us, no judgment in the choices, but just choices that serve us. And so I began to have this quest and I was asking all my friends, asking all my family, are you having sex without pleasure? Like, Mm-hmm. what you know like at the thanksgiving table they would be like girl a mess <laughs> a mess <laughs> but anyway i i began to dive into it so i've been trained as a sex educator i got the psychology degree because I wanted to kind of understand that connection between sex and pleasure. And then I got an MBA. And so originally I was going to start a brothel for women, but that's a whole other podcast. Girl, you and me both (laughs) been wanting to be the madam. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. That's what I did my thesis about, but I digress. Anyway, (laughs) I, once I filed bankruptcy and Uh I was at my lowest, I went back to what I knew to be so that I had to fill myself up with pleasure. And that meant little baby steps, little things like deciding, is this the meal that I want to have? Are these mm. the clothes that I want to wear? Is the, are these relationships that I have, you know, friends, family, whatever, are they serving me? How are they serving me? And it started with things like pens, you know, like a pen. Yeah. As I'm writing, is it getting on my nerves? Because we all know that pen that doesn't write anymore. Girl. Right? Every two weeks I was having the shitty ones and now I have these high quality ones. Yeah. Because we can choose those things, but you got to feel good in order to choose that for yourself in order to do that. And I went from bankruptcy, $310,000 worth of debt to being worth $1.3 million at last count. Yes. I love that. By filling myself up. Yeah. I love this. I'm so glad that you're giving numbers and figures because- Nobody talks about money, but we're no. going to talk about money. Too. We're going to talk about We're going to talk about Absolutely. it. Yes. So girl, why aren't people talking about money? I think like sex, you know, we're taught to sex, race, politics, money, all of those things that are like we whisper about, you know, we're mm-hmm. not, we don't stand up and say, yeah, this is how I'm getting down. Yeah. This is what I make. Yeah. This is my, po- these are my politics. I think we're conditioned that way. And mm-hmm. I think it has to stop. It has to stop. If we can't have these real conversations, we can't find out what we don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. We may think that six figures, like people are like, oh, I can't wait to make six figures. But people don't realize and really think about six figures spans from $100,000 and a penny to almost a million dollars. So what do you really want? You know what Mm. I mean? And, and we, you're telling the people find, find that number. Yes. Find the number and, and not just the number, but the why behind it, mm. because that will anchor you to actually getting it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I talk about clarity. We got to get real clear about where we are right now. 
so we can even see the gap between what we really want and what we're doing right now. You know, mm. we have to, we have to, we have to. And I think people, like I said, people do not talk about it because we've been conditioned not to. We've yeah. either been told directly that that's not what good girls or good boys talk about, you know, like mm. that's improper to, to say that even with people we love. Yeah. You know, I think even, especially with people that we love, yes. right. Especially being of color, like oh our parents weren't really talking about money. No, they weren't. Not and, at all. And we're not blaming them because no, they no, no. weren't talked to about money That's right. either. That's right. You know what I mean? And I keep talking about shame and guilt and yes. blame. I do because I think we have to get that out into the conversation too. That's because right. so many people are, they don't want to look at things. They don't want to talk about things. I would imagine in your work also, in the work that I do with people, it, it covers the sex stuff and relationship stuff. And it covers the money stuff because it's so aligned. We, mm -hmm. we have secrets about things that we're ashamed about or that we don't want to talk about because we don't want anybody to know. Right. You know, I think I'm so glad that you brought up that point about shame, right? Mm -hmm. And as we think about our families, I think our parents and our parents' parents had a lot of shame about the money that they had or the money that they wanted, the number yeah. that they wanted, and they couldn't get because of a variety of different circumstances. Absolutely. Situations. I think it's important to note that also. This yeah. is not a quick fix. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of things barriers and obstacles and challenges in our way, especially as people of color, yeah. especially as people of color. A lot of it is in our head. A lot yes. of it is in our mind. A lot of it is in our heart. A lot yeah. of it is in our body. It is ingrained in us. So this is, this is deep work. Oh my God. The deepest. <laughs> what? The deepest. You yeah. know? And so it's got to be done in, in a safe space with people who are like, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I get that. That has happened to me. You know, that that's why it's so important to me that we have these conversations and I do the work that I do in the way that I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, girl. Well, you have a variety of different statuses for our money, our money relationship statuses. I think statuses is a mm -hmm. Um, talk to <laughs> us. It's not stat I, <laughs> you know how I they do that. I was just thinking <laughs> stat I too. And I was like, I don't think that's it. Uh-oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you break it down for us? Like, I think that we, you know, w we will land on one of this, one of these money statuses. And I want people to understand where they are and how they can get from where they are to where they perhaps want to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a, a couple of things. For me, the first step, there's three steps to even going through this process. You got to kind of figure out if you're really ready for a relationship. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and but so we don't really have a choice, do we? Well, um, much like in dating, you, you do because you're, you are ready or you're not, or you're getting ready or you're, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, so there are people who don't have money on their radar at all and don't have relationships on their radar at all. Okay. So I think finding out how ready you are and if you're really ready is really the first step. Then much like dating, <laughs> we have to find out who we've been attracting before. So what kind of money have you been attracting? Does your money come to you and hang out with you? You know, or does your money come and slip through your fingers like a friend without benefits? You know what mm. I mean? Like it may show up <laughs> on payday. Yeah. It may show up on a birthday, you know, right. little, little celebrations. Maybe it's there, but, but then that's done. That's gone. You know what I mean? So we need to look at the attraction phase. Mm -hmm. Then we get into pre-commitment, which is, Okay, so now I'm really understanding what I've done in the past. Let me see what I can do next in order to really set myself up for success. So what have I been telling myself about 
all my past relationships and all my past money situations, you know, that, you know, either all men aren't fill in the bank blank or, or all men are fill in the blank um, yeah. with your money. It comes up as, you know, you got to hustle and grind, you yes. know, to get money or um, money doesn't grow on trees or mm-hmm. every single time I get some money, somebody needs something. That's yeah. what I hear a lot. You know what I mean? Mm. We move through there to get you to commitment. Okay. I know these things about me and let me really look at my money. Let me really see what's going on and what part I'm playing in this. You know, um, in, in my, in my work, we talk about debt being a blessing, debt being a blessing. Say okay? more. So usually when people talk about debt, they're like, you know, it's weighing me down. It's horrible. Yeah. Whatever. And, and we have to start to look at things as the truth, the debt is this, I owe X amount of dollars to mm-hmm. whatever, rent-a-center, Sears, you know, <laughs> um, cable, whatever it is. Your Sally house, Mae, college Sally loans. Mae, whatever yeah. it is. I owe this amount. So that's the first thing. And then instead of feeling bad about it, we have to find a way to make it not reflect our own worth, but to find out what, what are the blessings in there. So for instance, you said Sally Mae. Okay, that is you have $80,000 worth of student debt, for example. Mm -hmm. But that, first of all, you had the ability to get that credit. Okay, and not everybody can. So that is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Also, who did you meet at college? What kind of opportunities has that led to in your work, in your life? You know, like, let's look at it for the, the full experience and not connect what you see as a bad thing and make that feel like you're now a bad person. Yeah. You know, you have to be whole. I know you talk about this. You have to be whole before you can be with someone else. You have to be whole with your money and independent and fully single because that's that's really what we're trying to do is, you know, we ain't getting you all booed up. We're trying to make sure that you are single and whole and independent for yourself, you know, um, so that you can move on to the next step, which is bliss. It's sexy, juicy, yummy bliss with your money. Yeah. And that's when you have, you are clear about where you are. You have the confidence to do something about it. And then we get into doable steps, which are now what? Now what? Now, how do I actually fix these things and make sure that I'm set up for success for the rest of my life? So yeah. that's, that's a long explanation, but that's really the process that I take people through and it is aligned to how they show up in their relationships. So we are looking to be single slash independent status as yes. the final yes. point to our like money relationship journey. And absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to clarify that because I think it's important. Yeah. Um, good. So you talked about clarity, confidence and competence as it <laughs> relates to getting to uh, our single status, yes. right? What sort of, what sort of like, can we break down the clarity and the confidence and the competence a little bit more? Like Absolutely. when you say clarity, what do you mean? And how can I be confident with my money and, and then therefore competent? Yeah. Yeah. So, so clarity for me um, is about in, in this instance, and your listeners, I'm going to give them some concrete things that they can do like right now okay, okay, for the clarity piece. So when you're looking into clarity with your money, a lot of times we have blinders on. We do not want to look in our bank account. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. We do not want to look at our credit report 
or our credit score. Mm -hmm. And so, but you have to get comfortable with what is before you can get to what you want or what you want to have. So one thing that I have people do is in the clarity phase is think about how you are really treating your money, how you're really treating it. So for the listeners and for you, my friend, I want you to think about where is the money in your house? Mm-hmm. Is it in, and, and, and like you came and hung out with me in Vegas. So when we pulled out the money of your wallet or whatever, is there junk in that wallet? Are there receipts in that wallet? Is the money, you know, put in, in order so that it's not just crumpled? Is it just stuck in your pocket? You know, for the ladies out there, is it in your purse, your pocketbook? Is it thrown in the bottom of your bag? Is your bag junky? You know, cause money doesn't want to hang out with you. If you're going to treat your, your space that way, it's just mm-hmm. like you wouldn't bring a human being in that you wanted to spend some time with and your house is all junky or they got dust on their feet because, you know, cause you didn't sweep for right. the last six months. Okay. So that getting clear is it's just a little exercise. Just think about where you keep your money and it's paper money. It's our credit cards. It's the change. Do you throw the change on your dresser or in your drawer? Or is there a beautiful bowl or jar or something that you keep it in? Is It's the way we treat it. So that's how we get real clear about how we're really, really treating our money. I love that. It's really a simple thing to do and mm-hmm. can be life-changing to really think about, huh, now it's important to get clear because once you know, then you can do something about it. Yeah, that's right. The second thing is about confidence. So confidence, this one is a little fun. Um, So confidence is about juicing up your body, feeling sexy and yummy and delicious at all times and at will, at will. Okay. I, I, I think I did it in front of you. You know, we're sitting there and I need something from the waiter. I just turn it on. I just, I don't care if that waiter is someone that I would do or not. Okay. I, I just, I believe flirting is making you feel good by making someone else feel good. And so it is about turning yourself on just at will, you know, let's stop there because I think it's really important. I think for so many of my listeners and clients or potential clients, they think of flirting as something that is for the other person, but it actually can be for you. (laughs) It's such an amazing reframe, right? That actually flirting, when you're flirting with other people, you're also flirting with yourself. With yourself. Right? Yes. yes. And it doesn't have to be sexual. Mm -mm. It is about feeling good and making someone else feel good. Genuinely, genuinely, Mm. like don't use it for evil or manipulation because it will backfire. Okay. And you may get yourself in some sticky situations. We don't want that. We don't want that. But when you flirt, when you can turn yourself up on and turn yourself up, you just feel good. And then you share it with someone else and they smile and they get a twinkle in their heart and you, you walk away with a little pep in your step. Yeah. So the, the tip that I teach there is about a tail. Okay. So I want you and your listeners to imagine you had a tail on your butt. Okay. A tail. Okay. So what kind of tail might you have? Tell me about the tail that just came. Girl, into my, my tail. The first thing that came into my head was a dinosaur's tail. Woo. Okay. Now imagine, imagine that whenever you need to feel like I got this. I'm raising my prices. I'm going to negotiate a raise. I'm going to reach out to someone that I might be a little shy about. You put that dinosaur tail on. Okay. When when you put it on your butt, a dinosaur moves in a very distinct way, right? Yeah. And it and from the psychological perspective, when once you call into play any part of your body, your whole body responds. Mm. And so, if I have a, a dog tail on, then the way I move is a little different than the way I move when that dinosaur tail is on. 
And so it seems silly, but I'm telling you, I use it when I go on stage to speak. I use it when I walk into the bank and I need to handle something. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I use it when I want to to ask someone to do something for me. I use it all the time. I put that tail. What tail do you have? Oh, it depends because I have lots of tails. Okay. What is the tail that you use the most? The tail that I use the most is probably the dog. It's probably okay. the dog. It's the dog and the dragon, actually. Mm. I use a dragon tail. The dog is like when I need to be like high powered, energized. And the uh-huh. dragon is like when I need to be centered, when I yeah. need to just get into my groove and get into that centered part of myself. Then I put that dragon on and I negotiate all kinds of things with a little, you know, a little, little twinkle in my eye, but I still am standing strong and powerful. And when I have the dog tail on, then I'm playful. And I, I, I approach things. You may hear the different tone in my voice when I have the tail on, but when I think about the tail and I think it's attached to my butt, how would my body respond to that? Right. What's your, what's your posture? What's all of that? Yeah. Your voice, the tone of your voice, the way you look at people, the deliberate, you know, so any shyness goes away because it's not me. It's me embodying this tale and making my body come alive to do whatever it is that I think I need to do at this point. Yeah, I love okay? that. So that's another tip. Oh. The third part is competence because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. We don't know how that's to do right. what we don't do. What we, but we have to keep checking in with ourselves about things. And so my tip there is to become more aware about our intuition and the choices that we have a lot more control over than we may think. Okay. Yeah. So for example, um, do you take a shower regularly? I hope so. Yes, okay, ma'am. Good, 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 good. Well, I can, I can, I know you smell delicious. I hugged you. I have hugged you. Hello. So I know. Let yes. the people know, honey. I'm not Woo! coming stink stank. No, no, no. And it is such a delightful, delicious hug. And see, we can flirt and we can play. And it doesn't mean that we are like, oh my God, I'm going to sleep with you and whatever. It's just, we're playing and we yes, feel ma'am. good to each That's other. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. And so when I think about the competence, we have to, to make sure that we are checking in with ourselves and making decisions based on how we feel, how we really feel. And so I asked about the shower because I find that a lot of my clients and probably yours, when we, we're busy people, we're busy, high powered people. Okay. And when we take a shower, they're taking military showers. What? Okay. They are in there just, just going really quickly. Right. And, and, you know, like it's a task not yeah. an experience. Yeah. So they don't have time to check in with themselves about what they want and don't want. Mm-hmm. So the next time you or any of your listeners or anybody out there takes a shower, I want you to just be deliberate about it. You may still have only 15 minutes. Okay. So this is not about adding on and all this. It's just about being aware and making sure that you make choices. And if you don't know the answer, you find the way to get it. So your shower, think about the five senses. When you take your shower in the morning or the night, that's a choice right there. Do you prefer to take a shower in the morning or the night? Yeah. First of all, then what about the soap? Do you like a bar soap? Do you like bath gel? Do you like this? Do you even like the smell? Or is that what you've just been doing for a long time? For years. For years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you a washcloth or a loofah person? So time out for a second. Or, 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 or none of the above. Lord Some of us are none of the above. Lord no names, okay. no call outs, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the car yesterday oh, and we no got ma'am. this big discussion about, <sighs> you don't use a washcloth? I was like, what? 
what? And then somebody said, the person I was talking to, who I will not call out, said, no, they don't use a washcloth, which I w- had some emotion about. And they also said that they knew people who washed their bodies with bleach. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I had never heard that before. Um, and you never will. And I never will. But he was really insistent that this was a thing. And I had a whole moment. And I, I had to bring my body back yes, to center. Yes, Yes, okay, that's uh-huh. what I'm talking. It goes back to that because because it can you know when I'm out of control or when I need to be in control, it's the same skill. Mm-hmm. So I put my tail on and I was like, Wendy, you know, don't be judgmental, don't say some rude crap, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, so so it works. So I digress. But in the shower, soap. What about the lighting? Okay, what mm-hmm. do you want to see in there? Like if, if you do it in the evening, do you want it by candlelight? If you do it in the morning, do you want the sun blazing or do you just want to be calm because this is how I chill in the morning? Okay. Right. You know, what do you want to smell? You know, again, with that soap, like, is it a scent that really thrills you that really gets your body going, gets your mind going? These are choices that you have to learn to make and that you are entitled and, and, and should become accustomed to doing. And it's such a simple thing, but it can change your life once you get into this habit of I don't know. So let me find out. Or yes, hell yes, with your whole body or hell no, with your whole body or anywhere in between. So those are the things that I I try to help with. I love this so much, especially that competence part where you're talking about the shower, because the shower is actually a place where we can have some of our best ideas if we allow ourselves to be intentional about that time and that space, right? You hear it all the time, right? Oh, I came up with the idea in the shower. It's because you were actually being present there and so in tuned. And so I I just think it's a really great example. Totally, totally, (laughs) totally. One of the things that I do um, with my clients is like every week they have to treat themselves. There has to be a treat happening every week. Why do we do this? We do this so that we can give ourselves that physical representation of self-love, right? Absolutely. Also, because it reminds us you're actually setting yourself and giving yourself a different threshold of this level of treatment that you are going to be accustomed to. And so if a man comes into your life and he's not doing what you're already doing for yourself, it's a no, it's a no, it's a no, it's a a no. no. And I, I teach them the same practice about, you know, like you have to, with whatever money comes in, you have to be grateful for it and you have to welcome it. It could be a dollar. And of that dollar, what are you choosing to take from that to spend on yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? What, because what normally happens is when money starts to flow, you're like, Oh, good. Now I can pay this off. Now I can take care of this. Now I can get caught up on stuff and you're exhausted. And yes, then it's gone. But if you off the top, take even, even 10%, even 10% because it's something that we have to build the muscle to do, but even 10%. And I am going to go and buy a candy bar. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, but buy a candy bar that you love. Yes. That tastes delicious that you are wiping the drool off your mouth because you are like, Oh my God, it is so good. But you have to get in the practice of taking care of you. That's why my top level is about being single and independent single and independent because single has the connotation that there's something wrong, something the matter with you. Like I've never been married and all my accomplishments that I have done when I go someplace, everybody asks me, so when are you guys getting married? And I'm like, hello, hello, hello. 
I've been all over the world. I'm a millionaire. I have a business. Yeah. I'm happy. Don't you care about this? But no, you want me to have kids and you want to get married. And that is fine. But that is not our only value and our only worth. So, right. And we have to be ourselves and our full selves, our full selves. And I want you to get married if you want to. Absolutely. Right. But we got to level up. Before I love that. this. And I just want to reiterate what she is saying, because I, I think um, this is such an important point that you actually have to spend your money like with pleasure Ooh. to actually have it come back. And I just want to offer to you that it's the same in dating and relationships that you actually have to do it with a level of fun and pleasure for it to actually come and do the things that you want it to do, right? Without Ooh, yes. that, when you are, when it's a chore, when it's exhausting, when it's something that you don't want to do, you will not, I repeat, you will not attain your love goals. But you when won't. you come at it with a level of joy and pleasure and fun and just a fulfilling, like, just feel, um, there's so much, there's so much abundance that will come your way. Even if you guys are not woo-woo, get into this woo. Get <laughs> into one woo. Get I'm into one Yorker, woo. Okay. I'm not a woo-woo. The, the least, yeah, okay, one woo. Yeah, that, that's probably where I am is one woo. But I do believe in what I believe. You know what I mean? I do yeah. believe in abundance. I believe in the universe. I believe in joy and pleasure. I believe in filling ourselves up. I believe in all of these wonderful, wonderful things that we are not accustomed to doing as an everyday practice that yeah. we have to get in focus. And, you know, when we talk about dating, you know, like I think that you have to get your money right before you can get your relationship stuff 100%, 100%. right. 100%. You know, I, I believe that because you have to come in as a fully whole person who is independent and could take care of herself if she needed to. It's could. one of the reasons why I really don't allow people to work with me if they just got a job. Like yeah. you need to be working for at least three months and have a level of stability. And I prefer working with people that live uh, by themselves and not with their parents. Because yes. to your point, when you get into some sort of situation and you are not on a stable financial plane, the relationship will automatically be imbalanced and it will not be successful. Absolutely. Are there any exercises that we can do to actually embody this, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that when I think about the joy and pleasure of money, it goes back to us checking in for ourselves. And I work primarily with women. Mm -hmm. And so we are taught when you look at um, children, little boys or little girls, they just have this kind of knowing, you know, they're very clear about no, no, or yes, you know, I like and this, I don't like that. I don't, yeah. you know, and then we're, we're taught, you know, you shouldn't really say that. And you shouldn't really do that. And you shouldn't really feel that. And so kind of getting back to that childlike knowing is is what I hope that people can embody and embrace. And so it it, it, it isn't about being rude, you know, but it is about standing up for yourself. So it's things like I taught about the shower. It's things about, you know, like look around your office and think about, you know, like where are you playing poor, you know? Mm. And, and, and I use the word poor very deliberately, but also I want you to understand what I mean. We are not shaming anybody or, or talking bad about anybody who truly is poor, who truly mm. is starving, but we use these words, you know, oh my God, I'm starving. And we ain't never been starving. 
Okay. Most of us have never been at the point where we could, we may not have what we For want. An extended period not. of time. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but, but the, the, so playing poor to me is about looking around all of the things that you come in contact with and training your body and training your brain to respond to those things with a clear yes, an aligned yes, or an aligned no. Talk about woo. You can feel an aligned yes, and you can feel an aligned no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to get used to that. And so, so when you feel an aligned yes, celebrate that, celebrate that. And it could be that, you know, you're out looking for a new stapler. Okay. Go and, and touch them all, pick them up, look at them. And just like, I use stapler because I have a stapler that I absolutely love. And I can feel my body lighting up thinking about it. I can yeah. hear the change in my voice when I'm thinking about it, when I'm holding it in my hand, you know, it's ribbed it's black, it's ribbed, it's the right weight for me. Like it is a little thing, but it is a big thing. And so when we're training ourselves, we can also check in with ourselves about you finding that perfect stapler, for example, and it may cost a couple of bucks extra. And you watching whether you deflate or whether you're like, okay, yeah, okay. You know, and so that's what I, I would love for your listeners to just check in with themselves and practice, check in with their bodies and go back to that childlike knowing that yeah. childlike aligned yes or aligned no. I love that. Good. Um, now, for my listeners who uh, want to actually have that healthy relationship with their money, how can they get in contact with you? So on all the socials, I am the date your money coach. So you can uh -huh. find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook. And I also do a workshop every month, I do a date your money workshop. And we go through all of this stuff. I keep them small and intimate. We have a juicy, yummy time. And you will come out fully transformed about how you think and feel about money in just one day. But it's not just one day because we do have happy hour the day before. And then <laughs> after we have an after party, a week long after party. I so it. it's a fun time. It is really deep work, but it is not work that you will continue to shy away from. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so check me out. Find me. I'd love to please, answer any questions. Please, please do. Please, please. She yes. is amazing, amazing, <laughs> thank amazing. You, Wendy, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom you. with us. Thank I so, so appreciate much. it. I just, it has been my joy and my pleasure. And I just am grateful to share what I know and what I believe and the truth and that you can transform these things just like you can transform any relationship. Um, it starts with you, you know, and so your money is just another, is not just another part of it. And so yeah. I am happy to be here. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. All right, my loves, you heard it here first. Date your money, get into the best relationship with your money possible. And Wendy is the person to do it. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time. Bye. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com slash apply, or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon.